I'm telling you now, I'll leave it. I promise you, I'll leave it. We're rolling, by the way. Umar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global, in the West Coast. What? All right, all right. I'll let, I'll let Kid know. We're in the West Coast of America, Los Angeles, joined by the one and only Kid Galahad. You just called... I can't even hold it in. Killer just called, called you. What did he call him? You bank one of me. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll try and get Killer in. Right, Barry, seriously though, uh, Eliminator coming up for you. Have we got a date? It has to be done within 90 days, so the, the latest date is January. So you're going to have to get hold of Uncle Eddie and see what he says. Look, 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 he's, yeah. Step back. Yeah, I'm doing it with the big boy now, yeah? I'm doing it with the big boys, yeah? Right, people in Leeds aren't too happy that you are possibly going to be a mandatory again for Josh Warrington in that IBF title. Thoughts? Well, well what can they do, you know, um, is what it is, isn't it? And I don't believe he beat me that night, you know, and I don't believe they, they know he didn't beat me that night. And I don't believe Josh Warrington knows, Josh Warrington knows he didn't beat me that night. And, um, you know, I won't be surprised if he vacates the title. Have you watched it back and tried to be as biased as you can to Josh? I have, you know, I've, I've watched it back. I watched it back when I got in and I believed I won by eight rounds. You know, if you don't, what, what is what it is, how it goes, isn't it? So you do believe that Josh Warren will vacate that title and possibly move up Super Feather? You know, I, I know he knows that I'll beat him in the second fight, especially if, if Matt Truman, you know, the zone TV wins the bid, which I, I believe he will do. And he's, he's not going to come over and fight me. No way, not in a million years. Because he knows there'll be a level playing field. Did you see his uh, father and trainer's comments on you and uh, Domingo? Say again? Did, he's, did you see Sean O'Hagan's comments, his father and trainer, on you and Domingo? I did an interview with him in Leeds. Who? You know who I'm talking about, Barry. Oh, no, I don't. Sean. Sean O'Hagan, Josh Warrington's father. Not dad. That's not his dad. That's not his dad. Did you know that? Enlighten me. No, no, that's not his dad. Honestly, that's not his dad. He's not his Who dad. is he then? I don't know, but that's not his dad. That's definitely 100% not his dad. I know that for a fact. If <laughs> you got DNA papers? No, I know. I know. Remember, I've known him for a very long time. <laughs> and that's not his dad. That is not his dad. Okay, okay. If he does vacate, then uh, you get that shot at a vacant title. So you're happy either way, or do you want to fight Josh Warrington? No, I want to fight Josh Warrington. You know, if not, you know, hopefully, say he gets a unification fight with our friend from the States, Shakur Stevenson, you know, and I'll fight the winner out of them too. I'd be happy, you know, because it'd be an even bigger fight. But, you know, I don't think he'll fight Shakur Stevenson. I think he'll vacate and say, you know, he's struggling to make weight or make some sort of excuse and move up. If him and Shakur did fight, how do you think he'd go? I think Shakur, it's a, it's a good fight because Shakur Stevenson, you know, he is, he is, he, he is, he is a, one of the best prospects in the world. I just believe he just needs a bit more experience. If he is watching this, Josh Warren, then, uh, would you have... Watching it. He will be watching it. Would you have a message for him? Don't vacate the title. You know, I'm coming for you. You know, keep all that title. Don't be vacating, don't be making no excuses saying, you know, you're too big for the weight. Or, you know, you need the bigger fights. Because them bigger fights could have been made at featherweight. But Uncle Frank didn't want them to happen.
Just lastly, you are here for your good man, Billy Joe Saunders. How good is he, man? How, can he go down in British boxing history? Let me tell you something. In terms of boxing, skill set, he is one of the best to do it out of Great Britain. In terms of skill-wise, um, him and Tyson Fury are two of the best ever. You know, I'd put even... I'd put him in there with Nassim Hamed, Lennox Lewis, and... Kawasaki, in terms of skill set, you know, Carl Froch is, is a living legend, but it's different. He's different. He was rough and ready and tough and it could fight. But in terms of skill set, he's, he's up there with them. Okay, we'll see how he gets on. If he does land that Canelo fight, do you, do you believe he's got the beating of him? 100%. You know, I think he's all wrong for Canelo. Canelo is the man at the minute, but Canelo's not, Canelo's not going to be taking that fight. Canelo's going to, you know, he's just doing what Mayweather did. You know, he's picking the right fights at the right time and he's running with it, and that's it. Kid Galahad, best of luck uh, whenever your eliminator comes up, and then we'll see what happens with Josh Warrington. Make sure you come down to Sheffield and give me an interview. Everyone's there, Kel Brooks there, Billy Joe's there, Liam Williams. He's, Liam Williams is calling out every guy from 154 to 60. Well, he is. Listen, the boy can fight. The boy can fight, and he's very, very exciting to watch. What is in your bag? No, go on, go on, seriously. He's gone, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Come back, come back, come here, come here. Brother, 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 just answer me one question. What is in the Louis Vuitton? I can't tell you, but listen, let me just tell you something. This bag, you know who told me about this bag? I've been speaking to Chris Eubank Senior, and he told me, he advised me to get this bag. He said they'll boost my profile up. So as, you, as you're poking that, that don't look like there's anything in that bag. Let me just show you what's in this bag. Take the camera off. <laughs> Monies! Monies! Well, listen, Eddie, it's Eddie in it. Eddie's, Eddie's paying me too much. Reddies! Reddies! It's Eddie! It's Eddie! It's not me, it's Uncle Eddie in Zone TV. Yeah, is that Eddie's monies? That's the monies. All right, Kid Galahad, Umar started this interview. I'm going to end it. Thank you very much uh, for your time on IFL. Enjoy your week here in LA. Will do, definitely. We're going to go for some breakfast tomorrow and then we're going to have a sparring session, me, you and Umar over here. Okay, I won't be there, but we'll see. No, no, that's what we're going to do live on air, IFL. Make sure you all tune in. We're having a sparring session, me, Coogan, Umar, Killer. Um, tune in. Cheers, mate. Cassius IFL TV, MTK Global. Why? Ed. Just, Wait, seriously? No, just give me a reaction to that. That was absolutely mental, wasn't it? <laughs> Tell you what, I won't mention any names, but... Can you shine your torch? An alternative... Uh... Shine your torch on it, it's a bit dark. Yeah, mate. An alternative uh, boxing channel just come up to me and they went, OMG... We're, we've just done an interview, he's got 300,000 views yeah. with a bloke we've never even heard of. Yeah. What's your point?
My point is, you're all view whores and you're all out here. Yeah, but we were talking you're about slag, this earlier you're on. slagging my event off, yeah? KSI and Logan oh, I've Paul. never slagged it Yet off. Yet you turn up and now you're like pulling one off over it. Oh my God, this is amazing. I can't believe this like that. No, oh, I, the vibe, I, the energy, when oh, did the I numbers. Oh, when did I slag it mate, off? Mate. We, we, we're on YouTube, mate. I ain't slagging this off. Make me sick. Do the, do the maths. Ed, can you just give me a reaction to what we've just witnessed? We what was energy. going on? We saw energy, bro. Yeah, but what was going on? They was all wanting to fight no, each Shannon other. Shannon like... Briggs nearly had a fight with KSI. Shoved, tried to shove him out of the ring. And then the entourages got involved. It was, it was intense beef. It was, wasn't it? Legitimate. Legit intense beef. Oh, is it down here? Come on, we'll go down oh. there. See you later, Yeah. But it, it could have gone off, couldn't it? Well, it did go off. No, but it could have probably gone yeah, off. Yeah, well, it probably will go off were this you week. Like, what? Were you, like, stacked? What are you talking you about? You know, with security, because it didn't look like, it, it looked like if it went off, Neil would have his hands full. Well, if it goes off, it goes off. <laughs> it's not, but the thing is, it's not... Because it's not, I say it's not real boxing, I think I'm less bothered if it goes off because they don't really have a reputation to uphold and a code of conduct to follow, although they are pro fighters now, but I'm a little bit more relaxed about a potential rumble out of the ring. I'll say that in front of our head of security. You know, but it is what it is. We're in the sign-up business, baby. Who knows what's going to happen on Thursday? Because I think that is going to go off Thursday. Quite possibly. Are you ready, Stretch? Wouldn't be the end of the world, would it? Now he's looking about views. Thanks, Ed. Cheers, mate. Go on. Get in. Hello, mate. <laughs> there we go. Raheem here with Billy Joe Saunders. We're out at Venice Muscle Beach, man. Like legendary hallowed ground in uh, Los Angeles. Have you been out this way before? My first time, my first time here. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's something different. I've been to Canada and that, but you know, the first time in LA, I'm enjoying it. Well, I would imagine this is the first time for a lot of things gonna be this week. Probably the first time you've had a fight on a pro debut undercard. Uh, what do you make of the way this this uh, fight card is structured. Listen, for me, you know, being being uh, tagged and labelled as undercard, for me, it's just another day at the office. You know, I think the main fight, you can really tell who's gonna who's gonna steal the show with their performances. You know, it might be one of the up and coming prospects. We don't know. So, listen, it is what it is. These guys have, have, have put the work in. They're man hours in to. Uh, to secure their to secure themselves as uh, main event. So look, I'm happy to be where I'm at. It don't affect me in any way, and I'm happy to go over the show and fight. Now, what about the matchup you have ahead of you on Saturday night? Are you happy about that? Yeah, listen, it is what it is. I mean, look, all the big names were tied up before this. You know, the Glofkins, the Canellos, the Jacobs—they all had big fights lined in. So, you know, I can you can only play the hand you dealt and. 
I tried to pick some of the best of the ability that was available, 28 and 0, and um, you know, I got to put on the performance. Uh, speaking of Canelo, obviously we just saw him knock out Kovalev last Saturday night at 175 pounds, no less. I know that's the cash cow that everybody's looking to face. What did you make of his performance last Saturday? I didn't really watch it, I only watched the stoppage. I might move up to uh, a lot heavyweight out of this and move up and challenge him. You think, uh, is, that a serious, is that a serious possibility? That's a serious possibility, I'll move up. I'll move up to a lot heavyweight, I'm gonna come manager and fight him. We also saw Triple G just a few weeks ago. Uh, what do you think about his progression now, his new trainer and style? You think he's gotten to be a, a better fighter? Uh, listen, uh, you got to take it off to Triple G because of you know his age and everything he's doing. So you got to respect the man. But um, I don't think there's no improvement in a 38-year-old now, 37-year-old. He's at the end of his career, and every time he meets a young lion, a good young lion, he will come second best. You think? You'd rather move up to 75 and face Canelo or go down again to 60 and grab that title from Triple G? Well, listen, it's first of all, talk talk. I'll be open to either because I believe I'll beat both men. But, however, are they open to either? I don't think so. You know, we've got Anthony Joshua and John, uh, Andy Ruiz coming up on December 7th, not too many weeks from now. Uh, we've all seen the build-up to this fight. What do you think is going to happen in Saudi Arabia? I think if, if uh, Anthony Joshua keeps his head, his game plan, Anthony Joshua can win, and he should go for a points win. Don't chance anything. You know, be safe. And lastly, it seems like you're a floater. You're ready to go up, go down. Uh, there could be money to be made in all three of these divisions, 60, 68, 75. Uh, what do you make of like Demetrius Andre and uh, the titles at 60 that are still available there to, to be challenged Listen, for? Andre done went under me, he talked shit, all this and all that. He would text me after our fight got called off over the moon, like, you know, happy he didn't want to fight me, relief, because he knew what would have happened. Andrade, he ain't mixing it, he ain't going to be, he ain't one of us, shall I say, the top lot. People were afraid of him because he's a southpaw and tall and rangy. I could really, really put the code in his lock very fast. What do you think is going to be the the magic stone that gets you the fights that you feel like you've been avoided? A lot of the fans in the comment section feels like all these fighters are dodging you. How do you make the fights, make the money, get the belts if everybody's ducking you? There's only one way, the zone. We're all on the same platform. So whoever they want me to fight, put me in with anybody. Anybody they want. I won't refuse a fight, I'll fight anybody. So I'm open to fight anybody at this weight, the weight below. So, uh, but my main goal is Canelo Alvarez because I want him for the reason being that people look at him as the best and I'm in it to fight the best. So I'm gonna, I want to skip the queue of medium oak and I'm gonna go straight to the top. Is that the main reason you've come over with Matchroom to the zone to get these fights? I'm hunting them down. I tried to wait for them to come with me when I had a title, no good. So now I'm looking for them. Radio Raheem with Billy Joe Saunders on the hunt in Venice, California. Good luck with that. Good luck with your fight Saturday night. Thank Can't you, wait to watch you, you work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Radio Raheem Radio with Billy Raheem. Joe Saunders. Saunders. Radio Raheem with Devin Haney, WBC champion.
Here in Venice Beach, man, uh, you know, you're making your rounds in the spotlight here recently. How you find in Los Angeles? Oh, Los Angeles is great. Uh, I'm happy to be fighting in, uh, in California. Uh, I got a huge fan base here in Los Angeles. So uh, this, this is all a dream come true to be fighting at the Stable Center on, on such a big event. It's a huge event, an unusual one, especially to have a world champion like yourself on an undercard with two pro debut fighters. Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the opportunity, you know, uh, I get to fight in front of a whole new fan base, you know, a whole different audience and, and, and gain a lot of new fans. So uh, it's a win-win situation for me. Of course, you know, my last few fights I've been headlining, so I'm kind of used to headlining. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm soaking it in and, and I'm thankful for the opportunity. What do you make of the headliners? KSI and Logan Paul uh, handicapped that fight for me. I really don't know too much about, about either one, to be honest with you. Have, did you see the first fight at all? No, I don't. I haven't, I haven't seen any, 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 any one of them. So do it this way: uh, two guys having a pro debut. They've each only one's had two amateur fights. One's had one amateur fight. What would be your best advice to each? Go in there, stay relaxed, uh, use your jab. Both of these guys, they've been talking crazy, reckless. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be a good fight. I haven't seen either one in a fight, but they're, they're they, they talk a good game. So we'll have to see. You know, for boxing uh, fanatics, obviously, a Lomachenko-Devin Haney matchup is a dream. Should be happening because of the mandatory status, but we don't have to get into all this franchise champion jargon and, and nonsense. But the fans now seem to be screaming for Garcia Haney even louder than Lomachenko Haney. Which one would you prefer? Yeah, honestly, I I, I do. I, I think that the fans are, are really, you know, are stream, screaming for me and Ryan Garcia. They've been screaming for they're screaming for it for a while now. But, you know, right now it's, it's at an all-time high. And I think that fight needs to happen, you know, sooner, sooner than later. We saw uh, Garcia get a first-round knockout in a fight that was supposed to be tough for him. What did you make of that performance? Uh, I knew exactly what he was going to do. I knew he was going to go in there and he was going to uh, get him out early. I, spar I, was, I was sparring with the guy uh, a, about a week or so before. So I knew Ryan Garcia would take him out easy. But uh, take nothing away from him. He went there, he got the job done, and uh, he, uh, he, he put on a good performance. What would a fight for you look like against Ryan Garcia? Of course, I'm gonna be victorious. I can't say how it exactly play out, but you know, me and him, we have history together, so I know him kind of well. But um, I definitely see myself victorious, and uh, yeah. We all know the promoter issues and network issues when it comes to matching up certain fighters, but Javante Davis has got to be in that mix too. Uh, how do you see yourself matching up against him? Of course, the 135 pound division is 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 hot right now. You know, I think it's probably you know the the, the hottest division right now in boxing besides maybe that and or, or the heavyweight division. It's a toss up, but um. I I think Javante Davis is a good fighter. I think that I match up well. You know, me and, me and him have history together as well. Um, I see myself beating him as well. And I feel like, you know, we, we, we need to make these big fights happen. You know, we need to we need to have a top dog in a 135-pound division. You've mentioned how impacted it is. Obviously, Lomachenko would have to be considered the top dog at this point. What separates Devin Haney from the herd? I can't say that he's that he's the top dog at this point because I was his mandatory and it seemed like you know he, he instead of fighting me he, he he went the opposite way. I'm not saying that that he's scared or anything like that, but I think he feels like it's some some easier fights out there that, that he that he would rather take. So I can't necessarily say he's the top dog until he has all the belts and right now he doesn't. So what makes you special? What makes you different from these other guys that are all vying for that spot? Well. Honestly, I think my skills, I think I'm just on a, 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 I have a whole different type of skill set than a lot of the guys who at the 135-pound division and even the guys who he's fought. I, he's never fought a fighter like me. He's never fought a, a fighter with my size, my speed, my ring IQ, and I feel like I match up great.
We see you spend a lot of time with Floyd in the gym in Vegas at, at um, TMT Boxing Gym. What are you learning there? What is Floyd imparting to you? Uh, well, I, I don't train there anymore, but growing up, you know, I, I, I've been... Well, I don't train there that much anymore. I train there sometimes, but, you know, I, I've been... Kind of, kind of grew up in that gym, so I learned a lot, many different things from Floyd. Uh, you know, Floyd Senior and Jeff Mayweather. You know, they all, they all have helped elevate my game. Uh, I think as a young fighter at 20, soon to be 21, you've created a fan base in the ring. Legitimately, people are feeling like you're special, have special skills. Uh, is there something about the sport that you think you do better or differently, or have approached, like you said, since a child? that has created this kind of acumen in the sport? I mean, I've just been so consistent, you know, over the years, you know, I haven't, they, they haven't seen a bad fight. They haven't seen, you know, me fall off. You know, I've been staying consistent. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better and better each fight. The better opposition that I fight, I put on a, a better performance. So, you know, I'm, show, I'm showing that, you know, I'm rising to the cage every time. And uh, they, they, they're curious to see how I would do against, you know, some, some of the best in the world. We look forward to seeing you rise to the occasion this Saturday night on the undercard for KSI, Logan Paul, Radio Rahim with world champion Devin Haney. You know, it's one of those fights that is very special because of what's at stake. So obviously the Muhammad Ali Trophy, Unified World Championships. But it's also a fight that I think has captured a whole continent. Um, you know, it's the biggest fight I think that has ever been seen in Asia between two Asian fighters. Obviously, we've got a huge history here of big fights. You know, we're, oh, her team hotel is opposite the Tokyo Dome where Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson some years ago now. And of course, you've got Frida and Manila uh, in the Philippines. So you've had massive fights in Asia, but I do think this is the biggest fight that Asia has ever seen between two Asians. And um, so much at stake, you know. So. Uh, it feels very real now that it's all weighed in, you know, it's all been very pleasant between the two of them, very respectful, um, but at the weigh-in, the face-off was different. Uh, I noticed it, um, and I think a lot of people around who know boxing noticed it, uh, there, was, there was certainly a, a very, very coolness between them today, um, and that respect is obviously still there, but you could feel the, the tension rising for, for the big fight now. You know, you, you feel that the, the feel the tension between face-offs is always different, I feel, between a press conference and a, and a weigh-in. Uh, it's 24 hours of that first bell, they've been making weight. Um, you know, they, but th that look today between the two of them, as I said, the, the respect, of course, is still there, but it was a very strong air of frostiness, and you could feel it off both of them, that they can't wait for that first bell to go now. It, it's, it's massive. I think it's some of the biggest press conferences I've ever seen in, uh, in boxing, bigger than pay-per-view press conferences. Uh, huge, huge, huge numbers uh, turning out here. And it's, uh, it's media only, and you see why, because you'd probably have to rent a stadium if you did it with fans, you know? 22,000 people in that arena, totally sold out tomorrow night. Um, I think we could have put it in something even bigger. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those events that through fight week, it has captured the nation, you really feel it. You know, opening the papers this morning, you don't have to open them because on the front page was already a picture of our wonderful uh, Muhammad Ali trophy. Um, so, you know, it was, you know, the whole country is behind uh, their man in Uri. Uh, you have Donaire who has been there before. He has been there many, many more times, obviously, than, uh, than Inouye has in these situations. And Donaire has won everything 
uh, from you know from multiple world titles at multiple weights to fighter of the year to fighter of the year to KO of the year. So his CV is much more impressive than Anui's, but we all know uh, that the monster is coming tomorrow night, and uh, it's going to be you know a question whether Anui is able to, as he said at the press conference, climb that wall. You know. Donaire, interestingly, compared himself to building the wall. And, you know, he, with all that experience, don't forget, Donaire himself, massive puncher, especially at Bantamweight, massive puncher. We saw that in the, in the semi-final with that, that showreel knockout. But Inui turned it round to make his statement, um, his challenge. You know, his challenge is, as he says, I'm going to climb that wall tomorrow. And for him, it's an honor to stand in the ring with him. That's what he said. And uh, if you read into those words, at first you, you see it as a compliment, but actually it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of uh, Japanese uh, psychological warfare going on there. You know, definitely Inui is the, uh, is, is the, is the attraction on, on the card. People want to see what this is all about. They've seen these, these, these times of, you know, incredible timings of stoppages. I think it, if he stops in a round and a half, he's done it, he's won the Ali Trophy all three rounds within 10 minutes. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's astounding. Um, I certainly don't expect that to happen. Um, and I think that, you know, what makes this so interesting is that everyone knows Donair. They know what he brings to the ring. So, you know, we're, we're gonna see a, we're gonna see a real, clash of, of two fighters who are at very different points of their career but have a huge amount of respect for each other but at the same time know they're going to war tomorrow night. This is Andy Crawford from Boxing Social Association with Betfred and I'm joined by Matt Macklin out here in Los Angeles ahead of the KSI Logan Paul workout. But by the time this video goes out, that will have already happened. But Matt, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Can't complain at all. Good to hear. Obviously, we are out here in Los Angeles. I don't know when you would have got out here, but have you had time to do much since? Have you had chance to do much since you've been out here? I say. So we, we got in last night. Uh, didn't do a lot, went more or less went straight to bed. Um, was up early, did a few little bits this morning. Um, yeah, just looking forward to this is the first sort of uh, media obligation we've had. So we've been, we've been down here quite early actually, done a podcast earlier and uh, looking forward to these media workouts now and see the, what the buzz is about. I mean, what is your thoughts first and foremost on the headline fight? KSI versus Logan Paul, two YouTubers. Big profiles across social media, not boxers though. You've been there to the top of the game in boxing. What are your thoughts on the fight itself? Do you think it's right? Do you think it's wrong? Obviously, it's had its critics. Yeah, I think you've just got to take it for what it is. It's uh, the, the, the two two guys that have built up huge followings on social media. Um, they've had a white collar fight against each other and they want to do it for real. Um, they've passed all the medicals. Uh, they certainly create a lot of interest. You know, maybe, well, not maybe. I'd say nearly definitely. If they weren't, if they weren't fighting on Saturday night, then Billy Joe Saunders, Devin Haney wouldn't be boxing in front of a sold-out arena at the Staples Centre. So, you know, there, there are positives to it. I think, I think, it's, it's, so long as it's people in the media, us, aren't trying to pretend that something it isn't. Then you know we take it for what it is and enjoy it for what it is. It's a, 
I, I am looking forward to watching it, to be honest. I've been to several white-collar events. Now, this isn't white-collar. It's a professional fight. It's six three-minute rounds, and they've got their, their, their 10-ounce hard gloves on. So, you know, that they're going to feel the difference. They won't be used to being hit the way they're going to feel get hit on Saturday night, and they're, they're not going to feel uh, used to feeling that level of fatigue. You know, they're going to get knackered pretty quick, the adrenaline alone. They won't, they won't they, you know, the, even if they can, even if they're fit guys, which they are, athletic, it's just the nervous energy and, and pacing that they won't be able to do it. So I think they'll be knackered after a couple of rounds. And then when you're tired, you get hit more. So I think it'll be an entertaining fight. And I'm intrigued a little bit to see, see, you know, how good they might be. I'm not expecting a lot, but, you know, I wonder if they're going to be better than we're, we're thinking. Um, look. Like I say, it is what it is. No one's, uh, certainly we're not pretending it, that it's something it isn't. Uh, nonetheless, they're looking forward to seeing it. It's an event and it's an event that's bringing in a lot of people to boxing that maybe wouldn't normally. So that, that can only be a good thing. And uh, the likes of Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney are going to get to fight in front of a sold out arena at Staples Centre. So, you know, it's there's, there's positives. I don't think anybody will turn around and say they expect it to be a tactical masterclass. Two guys just standing there trying to feel their way around the ring and to work each other out. So with that in mind, you expect it just to be, after the first maybe minute or so, they're both just kind of edged towards the centre of the ring and just trying to start trade lever. Yeah, you, you, usually these white-collar events, and I'm going to say white-collar even though it's a boxing match because of their limited experience. Usually two novices end up going to war because they don't know how to box each other. So and they will want to win. So they'll be digging, you know, they will be digging in, and it will end up being a battle, a war. Usually because they don't, they won't, they won't be good enough to box. So and when you get tired, you make more mistakes. I think, no, I think, I think it'll be an, an entertaining uh, battle. Have you watched the first fight? No, I've seen clips, clips only. So. Uh, but I think they'll both be a lot better for this. They've uh, got a lot more time to train and to, uh, you know, really uh, make some improvements. We all went through the rest of the car very quickly then, just moving through it. Billy Joe Saunders making his first world title defence uh, under the matchroom banner on, on the zone. What are your thoughts on his opponent, Marcello Caceres, if you know anything about him? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a hand-picked opponent, really. He's a contender, he's in the rankings, but it's someone that Billy Joe should beat comfortably. I just hope that Billy Joe can get up for it. And then, obviously, Devin Haney as well. Recently crowned a WBC world champion. What are your thoughts on his bout on the undercard as well? I, I think that, that WBC situation's a bit mad, and I think it's, uh, it's a shame, really, that Devin Haney won't get to hear the words and the new. Um, but no doubt, I think he's going to, well, he's world champion by being uplifted. But I think he, it's a shame. He, he would have been anyway, legitimately, I think, eventually, because he's a top draw fighter. But uh, again, yeah, it's another, he's a young, he's a young kid, big talent. And, uh, you know, he, he, looks, he looks the business. What are your thoughts on the entire franchise champion situation? I just think we need less belts, not more. And then I should quickly get your opinion on this past weekend. I know you briefly spoke about it with a couple of guys earlier. Canelo stopping Sergei Kovalev on the weekend. What's your thoughts on his victory? Uh, great shot. Uh, I think he just walked him down, didn't he, really? I think it was like losing the battles, but winning the war. You know, he was giving away some of the early rounds, but I think he knew he was going to get him at some point. Do you think we can expect to see Canelo stay at 175? Nah, I don't or? think so. I think that was a one-time thing. I think he'll be back down to 
160 or 168. Anthony Crowley, somebody who you know very well, his final bout going out with a majority decision victory over Frank Ukuyaga. Your thoughts on his win? I think he didn't look himself and I think that's probably a good thing. So I think he's got closure that, that he probably needed. I'm a final one, Katie Taylor, because I know you got to shoot Katie Taylor, becoming two-way world champion again, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought she boxed well, boxed clever, used good movement, didn't stand in front of uh, her opponent too long. Uh, Lina Datu, strong girl, so she had to be clever, but I thought she boxed well. well Matt, I know you've got to shoot off now, so as always, thanks for being myself and boxing social. Jesus, thank, Jesus, you, Jesus. This is a message to address Deontay Wilder's recent comments on how I don't want to fight him. Oh, how afraid of him I am. If I was afraid of you, I wouldn't have fought you after having three years out of the ring and beat you in your own country. And you had to rob me and give me a draw. So I don't know why, why on earth you would think I'm bothered about you. Um, just get through your fight with Ortiz. Do your own thing. Stop using my name for relevance. You should be on 20%, but I'm not. I'm giving you a fair share because I'm a fair man. I don't ask for anything in this world. I work hard for everything. So the thing is with you, Wilder, crack on with your own business, and I'll see you February 22nd to finish what I started. This time, you're going to get smashed, you big bum dosser. End of. Yeah, my people can fight for 400 and still fight.